Hey friends, back again. Been very busy making my real-time chat and other features from my social network, but today I just want to explain how I architected the real-time chat features within this fit application. I'm not going to talk about the backend. That'll be another podcast episode, but it was basically Firebase, and I was subscribing to push notifications from the database so that the messages would be um, passed forward. So basically, to have real-time chat, you want to see, if you want to see an action, you should definitely sign up at mentacv.com, get an account, and message somebody, and you'll see like on the left-hand side, there's a pop-up box that sits on top of the application, and that's where you write your messages. And then there's a little conversations window, a bit like how LinkedIn does it, um, where it shows you your chats, and then the, you have notifications on top of them when new messages come into that particular conversation. So let's just talk about how I architected it when this felt application. So in terms of the components, there were just two components that I added to my app.js for the, the chatting features. So I'm going to just pull up here so I can just see what I'm talking about. Okay. So the way that I work it is, is a pop-up conversation, which is a little pop-up that comes on the left-hand side. And then it's a chat selector, which is a thing on the bottom right-hand side. And both of them are transparent and both of them um, overlay each other. And it just means that you can browse the site MentorCV, which is written as felt, but you can always have the chat there with you and you can collapse the chat as well. Now, I guess um, the way you know LinkedIn does it with the mobile app, they done it. They, they have a separate screen for messaging, but... Um, I just wanted to have it all in the one page, so it's simple and it's just easy to maintain right now. Eventually, I might have my own React Native app for messaging so that people can get push notifications, but isn't really needed right now. So basically, um, when the user, sign, user signs in, um, the components pop-up conversation, the chat selector, they're basically, if the user data has logged in, then they appear. And then also, the chat selector only appears if there's a store called Conversation Store and it has an object called Conversations. So really, there's only two stores that are added, and stores are Svelte stores where you can subscribe to data changes. There's a messaging store, and there's also a, a conversation store. Now, the messaging store is just a list of messages that the user is working with, and um, that's used in various parts of the application, and the conversation store is any updates to the list of conversations. So when Firebase updates, then there's a a change to the conversation store, and then the chat selector will look at that inspected data, do a deep equal to see what's changed, and it'll work out what new conversations have been highlighted or not. So I'm just going to count the amount of lines of code that I used to pull this off. So the stores files, that's basically two lines of code, messaging store, writable messages and empty array, and conversation store, that's two lines of code. The actual chat um, selector, let me just pull it up here, chat selector, for all of that code, including the code for deep equaling the previous two store values, that is 190 lines of code and about um, 70 lines of code of that are CSS. And the on value change, which is when Firebase updates, is, um, yeah, this, it's, it's, it's so lightweight. I mean, the actual rendering code for the conversations list is like 30 lines of code. Basically, it's checking to see if, um, well, actually, it just renders the conversations store value directly. So there's no, there's like, it just renders when that, that value changed because it's bound to the values with uh, in each conversation conversations. And then it's just like on clicks when they click on the conversation, which does the same thing when you click on the person's profile message. 
is it's when you click on the conversation in the conversations box. So anyway, there's uh, 190 lines of code for the chat selector. Let's just look at the um, pop-out conversation. Pop-out conversation. So that is actually uh, 250 lines of code and there's about 70 lines of CSS there. And um, the rendering code is just another 25 lines of code. Basically, that's listening to them, looking at the messages and it just renders through it in each. And um, that is what that is. And then the actual Firebase stuff is just listening to the actual Firebase paths for messages. So anyway, the, the chat, the public conversation, 250 lines of code, chat selector, 190 lines of code. And in terms of back-end services for Firebase, let me just pull that up. Firebase messaging. Okay, so messaging is about 200 lines of code as well. So we're talking about basically a thousand lines of code for real-time chat in Svelte. Now, guess how much that would probably take to do in React and Redux and all that stuff. I don't want to know how much lines of code it would be. Um, it's just ridiculously how less lines of code you can you can get away with in Svelte. And um, it's great. It's great. I really I really enjoy Svelte. Looking forward to seeing what updates comes with the Svelte kit. I've been using Svite for the last um, few months. But uh, with um, the whole um, this is Svelte conference, the Rich has decided to do this thing called Svelte Kit. So maybe things will, the build tools will move around that. I know that that's a sort of replacement for Sapper. So in terms of routing, I've been using uh, Svelte routing for a while, but I'm switching to Svelte Navigator because that seems to be more maintained right now. Um, I haven't. I have. I've thought about using server side rendering for render CV, but I've decided to stay on the SPA because I read that like the latest browsers are being able to interpret JavaScript. So I just think it's it's just easier right now to just write things, um, not have to worry about server side rendering, which adds a lot of complication. I've also been writing some Cypress tests, which um, works really well with my Svelte. I mean, Cypress works well with anything. There is uh, a Cypress testing library, but I just I haven't had a. Cypress felt testing library, but I haven't found the need to, to use that. I'm just going to keep using Cypress as it is. Uh, we'll be adding Jest's uh, Svelte testing library. I uh, tried to set it up the other day, but it's something broke, and so I'll probably have to try to do that again later on. But I'll definitely give you my uh, feedback on how Svelte testing library works once I do it. Because basically, I'm right, need, needing to write some unit tests for things that um, there's no point testing much for, like strange conditions in Cypress when you can cover those conditions. Uh, for like bad data for rendering things with bad data there's no much point in writing a Cypress test for that it should be done in a unit test so those are the kind of things I want to cover that I'm testing manually with it's just a waste of time in terms of the market I'm definitely seeing um, clients are, are much more they're much more easy to convince to use Svelte and also the job market if you go into Discord server the job market in Svelte is exploding so if any companies are wanting to get in early then while developers are still offering decent rates, then you should definitely jump in, grab some developers while they're still available to build your Svelte apps. Okay, that's it for today. Nikos out. Thanks.